Welcome to The Gender Rebels, a question and answer podcast that explores life outside the gender binary. I'm Kath, a cis woman and ally. And I'm Faith, a trans woman. Special thank you to all our Patreon supporters. Hey everyone, I'm Kath. And I'm Faith. Faith, we got any new patrons to thank? We have amazing patrons Yay! to thank. We've got awesome people like Dana. Dana, thank you. Haley. Haley, thank you. Genevieve M. Genevieve M. Thank you, thank you. Cassie F. Cassie F. Thank you. Stella R. Stella R. Thank you. Kim A. Kim A. Thank you. Kim A is awesome. Frankie G. Frankie G. Thank Frankie you. G. Andy M. Andy M. Thank you. Matthew G. Matthew G. Thank you. Clayton C. Clayton C. Thank you so much. Isabel S. Isabel, thank you. Yay. Anna. Anna, thank you. And Lyndon. Lyndon, cool name. It's a tree. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you all to all our patrons. Mm-hmm. We made Patreon just a dollar. So if you want to join, it's cheap, and you get some free bonus, or not free, you get some mm-hmm. bonus content that you, you pay for. There's some good stuff there. Check it out. There's a lot of good, yeah, some extra episodes, uh, some some sort of B-sides from other, other things we've done, and uh, yeah, we, we made it cheap, so uh, yeah, feel free to join. Yeah. And uh, I have a big announcement. You have a big announcement. Yes. What? Um, my book, Disgusta is now available and oh we'll put a link God. down below it's available in both print and electronic format oh my God. and uh, for those of you who may have read american trans girl back when i self-published um i've taken part of that book and expanded it um it is about a teenager growing up queer in an evangelical family in georgia in the 90s and uh, finding friends and learning about themselves and dealing with being trans and, and all the, the fun that goes along with that while in high school. And um, it's available now um, on Amazon and other sites and stuff. I'm working on, I got to bug my publisher about the Ingram thing to get it in bookstores, but that is forthcoming. Mm. And yeah, y'all should check it out. Um, I know a lot of y'all read American Trans Girl. Thank you. Mm. And this, and if you liked American Trans Girl, I think you'll definitely love this because it's way better. Uh, and it's been edited by uh, professional copy editors. And this so, is professionally published. Yeah. This is not self-published. Yes. This is Riverdale Gay Avenue. Girl. Gay. Um, yeah. Gay. You read it. So yes. yeah. Maybe laugh and cry. Uh, and Rebels, we need your help. Do us a favor. We're trying to think who are the best crowds to market this to. Obviously, you bunch of weirdos, but um, is it a yeah book? It's is kind it of a yeah book, yeah. yeah. Um, Definitely a coming-of-age story. Um, yeah, read it, and if you like it, you know, uh, please review. If you don't like it but you have interesting thoughts, uh, you can also review. Mm-hmm, but, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, read it, review it. I hope you like it, and um, let me know. And let us know who you think would appreciate this. Yeah. Uh, young adults, queer people, queer kids, um, people from the South, ex-evangelicals. There's all kinds of people mm-hmm. who might see themselves in this book. And we want to be sure we can get it in the hands of everyone who could benefit from it. And if you happen to work for a streaming service looking for new uh, content to develop, you know, call me. We'll talk. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Wow. Okay. Well. Awesome. So we have received a lot of questions from you, our listeners, and we are going to jump right in and answer a few today. Yeah. This comes from Haley, 
who writes, Hi, Faith and Kath. Firstly, I wanted to write you both to express my sincerest gratitude for putting the gender rebels out in the world and taking the time to keep it going. I recently finished marathoning your podcast over a couple of months on my drives around town, and your hilarious banter and undeniable chemistry makes for great listening. Hell, I'd probably listen to you guys review breakfast cereals if the gender rebels ends up getting too long in the tooth. Write that down. Review breakfast cereals. We All right. actually, if you want to be our, our patron, I think we do have some candy reviews. We have candy. Did we do bad cookies too? Uh, we did. I think we lost it. I was one. I was one that got lost on your old hard drive. For real? Yeah, thought I, I might so. have recovered it. Okay. Okay. Do we want to read the whole cookies. thing or just the question? No, I'm going to skip to the question okay. now. But I like when people praise us. Mm-hmm. I also enjoy that. Thank and you I very feel much. like the people who are listening now mm-hmm. also like us. And this might resonate with them and trigger an extra dopamine release, thus making a beneficial circuit. You're part of the cool crowd. Mm -hmm. Also, we're thinking of starting a religion. And uh, if you want to continue to praise us, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can do so at the Gender Rebels Compound. It's going to be in uh, North Dakota, Mm -hmm. deep Mm -hmm. in the woods. A lot of space up there. Get in on the ground floor. That's all I'm uh-huh. saying. You want to get to the good gender heaven. Exactly. All right. Uh, Haley wrote in with some really great questions, and we're going to jump in with Faith. I have a few questions. You've mentioned you're a fan of Civ 6 and the broader series in a few of your podcasts. What is Civ 6? It is uh, Sid Meier Civilization 6. It is a uh, turn-based strategy game from the good people at Firaxis. We're not getting paid for this, but I've been a fan of the Civ series since... Uh, 91? Oh my god. Yeah. Alright, so Haley asks, in your opinion, who is the transiest queen out of the playable leaders? Okay. And also more seriously, why does trans representation in video games suck? Especially compared to the recent advances in visibility in other media. And do you have any particular recommendations for titles that are trans-friendly? Okay, so... Civ... Civ, it's definitely going to be Eleanor of Aquitaine for the transiest uh, lady. Really? In the game, yeah. She's got the flowers and the pretty dress, and and, uh, I think it would definitely be her. As far as a trans guy, I'm going to have to go with, um, oh, the leader of the the Celts. Uh, The the Gauls, sorry. Uh, Ambiorix, I think, because he's got a mustache and stuff. He looks, he's very, very trans guy. Mm. And then for a not, for an NB, if I had to pick an NB from the game, ooh, gosh. I'm going to go with Alexander the Great, I think, for really? for an NB. Yeah. Because the name is so popular. Alec, it's got Alex, great NB name, mm-hmm. nice hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, NB's also, have great hair. Also, I think that, um, Oh gosh, Tomris. I think Tomris of the the Scythians, Scythians mm. um is probably also uh you know, she's kinda she's kinda fun and butch. And I, I think Christina of the Swedes mm. she's got a suit on, so she's definitely got some like you know, N B vibes. Mm. Um yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, why there isn't more trans representation in video games? I think it comes down to probably money. Um, trans people are probably a very small market, and I think video games are really looking for markets. I don't know indie video games that well. I'm thinking your vast majority of video games, you know, I'm thinking, like, what's the biggest selling thing? is probably, well, one, Minecraft, and there's not really... 
your player's gender doesn't really matter in Minecraft because you can't really see your player. Mm. Um, but first, no, that, that's come on. How many first person games are there where you a, don't see your character? That's true. Much? There's a ton of first person shooters and stuff, mm-hmm. and I think. I think they're just marketed to, like, straight white men in such a strong way. Um, And that's obviously a problem because I I think there's a lot of... There's games, like, that really could have transy stuff, like something like Stardew Valley or Animal Crossing, where it's more like a world you're you're playing in, kind of a sandbox world kind of thing, where Mm. you probably could... Um, the realistic thing is like, yeah, I think in those you're, I think in the one case, the first person shooters, you're going to have like people complaining like, like about ethics and video game journalism or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be, I, so I think companies don't want to deal with that. I disagree with that decision. Um, as far as, um, as far as like the Stardew Valley tile game style games, where you're like kind of just playing in a world. Um, I feel like the companies are like, well, we market to kids and kids can't deal with trans stuff. (laughs) Uh, And I disagree with that as well. Mm. I think there should be. Um, I think I don't really have any recommendations for like trans friendly titles. I would love to open this up to our listeners because I know there's so many like indie games on like steam, the steam store and things like that where you probably could. I think I myself, along with a lot of other trans people, definitely enjoyed the idea of video games because you could play the the girl character, mm-hmm. uh, or when you could play a girl character, it was fun. Um, I think there should be, and I, I am hoping as young kids grow up um, that they do put that more in games. Um, I would love to hear from our listeners mm-hmm. if there's like a really good title that's got trans themes. I remember like a first person. There was one first person shooter. Not it wasn't Bioshock. Maybe it was like Portal or two or something like that. There was one that put in like a bisexual character and it caused a shitstorm. <laughs> and again, please correct me if if I'm missing if I'm getting that story incorrect. But, like, it sucks, it's stupid, and it should be... There just needs to be more trans representation in everything. Mm -hmm. And it needs to be more trans representation where being trans isn't the story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, where it is just a trans friend who happens to be trans, Mm -hmm. or a character who happens to be trans, and so what? Um, It's hard to find that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Most of the time when they put a trans character in anything, it's... It's because they're trans and the story is about them being trans or it's like some shock twist or something. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, the idea that there's just a friend who's trans and it's no big deal. Mm -hmm. That should be in more. But there are different races represented in video games. There are men and women represented in video games. Um, How's the disability representation in video games? I'm going to say probably not good unless you're counting amputees with robot arms. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But there should be more. Mm-hmm. Really, there should be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's one question. That is one Haley question. Haley actually asked a couple questions, so we're going to dive into, into all of these. Haley says, I work in a somewhat traditional, quote-unquote, craft industry, and as such, the craftspeople are often put forward as the public face of the company due to the mastery of their skills. 
as you've obviously got some experience transitioning in the public eye, do you have any advice for those of us who have little choice but to be highly visible during their transition, even at the most awkward times? I mean, I I think it's great that you think the public um, pays attention to you. Um, I transitioned in public, so to speak, in a way that was out because I was trans, Mm. because I, I was already kind of in that gender bendy space beforehand mm-hmm. in like the cross-dressing community and things like that. So I was already kind of out. So if it was in the public eye, it was because I was already kind of there. So, um, so what is Haley saying space? in the public eye? Just meaning at work or Haley? Cause makes, of how we're famous. Haley makes <laughs> Zeppelins. Okay. No, I don't know what the craft industry. I'm assuming maybe it's like craft beer, craft popcorn, or craft cheese, woodworking, or glass blowing, glass blowing that, yeah, something like that. Um, you say, okay, we have little choice but to be highly visible during their transition, even at the most awkward times. I would say the thing about the thing about transition is it is awkward and it is visible. Mm. That is. That is the idea. That's why we transition in a lot of ways is because we want to be visible as our true selves mm-hmm. um, instead of being in the closet. Famously, mm-hmm. closets, few windows. Very few. Very yeah. few. Uh, so that's the idea. Like being in the closet, you are hiding yourself. Coming out, you are making yourself visible. So everyone, I think, to that extent, everyone has that. Like in my own job, I'm not the face of the company. Mm-hmm. But I am, you know, I dealt with a lot of vendors. I dealt with different companies and things. And I dealt with all my coworkers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it was it was visible. It was awkward. Um, I remember especially hard the first time I had like a, I had a meeting with HR that was closed door. Mm-hmm. And then I had another meeting with my boss an HR and an attorney. <laughs> and that one, when I sat down in a group of three of my coworkers... And they're like, well, we're going to, we're here to talk about your transition. And I was like, and then it was like, oh shit, this is real. Mm. This is tricky. Um, there are actual grownups in the room having an actual conversation yes. about an actual thing about me. Yeah. The most personal exactly. thing about yeah. me. And this is the thing I hid for years. Mm-hmm. And suddenly it's out in the open mm-hmm. and it was awkward and weird and uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. that is coming out. I don't. I don't, I'm sure there's like some people who are just recluse hermits mm-hmm. <laughs> who are able to, but even then you got to come out to your doctor and at you, least you're, if you're going to medically transition, if you're going to, you're going to be on zoom calls, like, you know, no, I'm just a forest, home, forest style oh, hermit. Cave. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which very few of our listeners are actually cave people. It, it's because um, the Wi-Fi signal is harder to get. Yeah, in a consistent it is. way it is. to download um, an episode. Yeah. Where do you get your power from in the cave? You plug it's it into a tree. Duh. A linden tree. A linden tree. Yes, linden trees are electric. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact. <laughs> so this has been the linden tree minute. <laughs> I don't have any more fun facts about linden trees. But I'm. Um, it's it is it's it's just going to be awkward and, and and difficult. And I would say. The same thing I would say about any transition. Um, I think being in the face of the company is going to be harder. Being honest. I think just being honest, open, 
and patient with people is going to be a big thing. Um, I feel like a big part of it is how supportive is your workplace? Yeah. And are they willing to um, signal that support to the customers? Mm-hmm. Um, because something is happening. If if you are doing the videos for Bon Appetit back when they used to do that, or people are like, come and watch a glass blowing demonstration every Tuesday at four, or whatever, yeah, whatever visible you know, focus there is on you, the craftsperson, like people are going to be able to observe that you change over time if they're returning customers. What if they're not returning customers? I mean, if they're not returning customers, it's no big deal. But if it is something where it's like, you know, Haley's hammers and and Haley makes the best hammers Mm -hmm. and you know, everyone knows Haley's hammers. Mm-hmm. It's you do you do need to to make sure you can get that support from your work. Because mm-hmm. um, you know, you, some some stupid Karen is going to be like, "My children have were coming to watch the glass blowing, and now my children had to understand that trans people exist, mm-hmm. and they shouldn't have to deal with that obvious fact of twentieth century life." It, 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 um, it's the nine. Mm-mm. Um, no, but you have to make sure that your company's got your back and, and sometimes companies don't have your back and that shit. But like, I think I don't, I, you know, I, it's an aspect of my transition I never really had to deal with in mm-hmm. a huge way, but I think it is something that I am in a lot of way. I, I deal with a lot of vendors at work, um, constantly and well, I'm meeting could- with them and I, I am the face of the organization in a lot of ways. I've, I go to trade fairs and things. Your vendors to be like customers in a way. No, the not public, necessarily. Though. Yeah, the public. But it's but not I am like representing all of the my. Public, I am yeah. representing my company. Yeah. At, at things like trade fairs, at things like meetings with vendors. So, mm-hmm. like, I that is, I am publicly facing, and mm-hmm. luckily, I do have a, a job that is supportive. Um. That's a hard part of transition. Mm-hmm. And I think every single one of us who transition have some unique difficulty, but it's also it's also not unique because it is like it's unique to us and in its di- difficulty and awkwardness and visibility, but like we all have that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like I think that's just something you're going to have to, you know, talk to friends, get get support, have support, supportive people in your life, um, find support online, find find good community and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. and hope for the best. And that's really, you know, make sure you're going to be you're going to be safe and, you know, mm-hmm. you want your company to have your back and everything. But like it's it's just that's part of transition. There's, it's unavoidable, and and yours may be more public facing than someone else's, mm-hmm. who's maybe just a computer programmer and like, you know, in a room somewhere working from home. But mm-hmm. like, they're still you're still visible. You are visible. Everyone who transitions is visible mm-hmm. by the nature of transition, mm-hmm. and and it's just something you have to overcome. And it's a fear, but transition is about overcoming those fears. I'm picturing that kind of that worst case scenario of that Karen mom who's like, my children just wanted to see glass blowing. They didn't want to 
learn about your genitals or whatever. Yeah. Um, I wonder if it would be helpful for Haley to have uh, one or two supportive co-workers yeah. to like model how to talk with a trans person, how to be with a trans mm-hmm. person, how to be, you know, pro- professional and friendly and, um, you know, just model that this isn't a strange thing. This is just a thing yeah. that happens sometimes. Um, I know that might not be possible or might not be the case. Well, that's why, yeah, having having good having good people at your company mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, is, is going to be valuable. invaluable even um and so i guess Haley, that's that's my question for you is how's how's your company how's is has Haley said whether they're out yet or not but just think so something they're considering i think something they're considering Yeah. yeah any advice when you have to be highly visible yeah um put one foot in front of the other and keep going yeah and it transitions hard and it, it just is. And I remember there were many times during my transition where I had to put one foot in front of the other and just keep going and overcome that fear. And it's so interesting to me. Like, I've been out, I don't know, how long have I been out? Like, five years, six years that I've been living full time. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how nothing burger it is now, well, now, now? no i mean I'm, I'm i'm not saying like screw you person who hasn't come out yet i'm saying i spent decades afraid of this mm. and now that it's i'm out i'm like wow that was a hard time but like now i i don't i'm just me and it's it it's great and 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 it just becomes normal. And that's awesome. And that's what I'm hoping for Haley, that they get to come out and it's awesome. You were afraid because you thought it would be bad. And then there were a lot of parts of it that were bad. There were. That were really bad. There were. And you were right to be afraid. And it is also true that it's over-ish mm-hmm. now. I guess it's never really over. I don't know. But you've gotten through, yeah. you've cleared so many of those hurdles. Exactly. And you're glad you did it. And it wasn't all awesome, mm-hmm. but the result is awesome. I guess yeah. it's anything worth fighting for, right? Exactly. Anything you want. I don't know. And and I I don't know if this is kind of uh, naive and, and op- over-optimistic, but the possibility of transitioning in public, tra- you know, where people can see you, it's a great model for people who haven't come out yet. Yeah. To see that and know that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. To know that that's a thing. Yeah. And people do come out. I mean, like, Elliot Page and people are very publicly visible. Oh, poor Elliot Page. Yeah. Good God. <laughs> and so, it's, transition's just difficult. It's hard. It's visible. It's It's something that... You find that inner fortitude that you have, mm-hmm. and you often realize, I think, during transition, how much of that courage and fortitude you do have. I never thought of myself as a brave person at all, ever. Mm. And then I think during transition, I was like, there are times I was like, you know what? I think I am brave. Mm-hmm. I think I did. There were parts of this that I had to, you know, I'm not marching out into the battlefield, but like, it's there's parts of it where I'm like, oh, I was able to overcome that fear. You had to that be is brave. courage, yeah. And you were. And I think you'll find that. 
think it's a normal thing to be worried about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Be scared. Do it anyway. And blow that glass. Make those little bottles and bowls and hash pipes. Hash pipes. I assume they're making hash pipes. Obviously. Yeah. Haley's hash pipes. Uh huh. All right, Haley has part a, three. Part three. Third Haley's, question. Haley's, Haley uh, is a gold mine. Yep. Send us more questions, Haley. Um, this isn't really a question, but more of an idea for an episode. I've spent a bit of time around academic environments and was thinking that so they're a craftsperson and an academic. They Haley studies glass blowing. Study. It's called glass blowing studies. Yes. Um, sometimes it's called silicology. Sure, sure. And it is uh, Haley's a silicologist. Yeah. Okay. Highly, highly respected academic field. Yes. I don't know if you've ever read uh, Silicologist Weekly. Yeah. S Dub. Yeah. Uh huh. S Dub. Should hope so. <laughs> I I I always hate it when I'm trying to look up a, a new glass blowing um, paper mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and. Uh, there's some really good stuff about pop pop pop, pro- pop, 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 What's that? What is that? Pop, 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 What is that? Is it time for the... It's time for the Popcorn Minute! The Popcorn Minute! You guys, it's the Popcorn Minute! It's what? The Popcorn Minute! It's the Popcorn Minute. All right, we're going to do the Popcorn Minute. A new a new feature of the Gender <laughs> Rebels podcast. Faith. Yes. Did you know Did you know that during the World War II sugar shortage, America's ate three times more popcorn? I did not know that. Did you know that in Spanish, popcorn is called inside-out corn? I did not know that. Popcorn Minute. Did you know that popcorn kernels are 4% water? And it is the water inside that turns into steam that I, makes them explode. I did know that latter pop, part. Four percent, though. Yeah. Popcorn minute. Did you know that there's actually two major varieties of popcorn? One is called butterfly, and those are the looser shapes that are uh, used in most uh, home popcorn. And there's another kind called mushroom that are the more dense balls of popcorn often used in confections like Cracker Jacks or and whatever. Caramel corn. And caramel corn, yeah. I, I, I did know that. Okay, yes, good. Yes. Pop, Is that pop, enough pop, popcorn pop, facts? Popcorn minute? Nope. No. Did it's you been know? A minute. Okay. Did you know that in 1949, popcorn was temporarily banned from movie theaters because it was a noisy snack? It is a noisy snack. Pop, 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 pop popcorn minute. Popcorn minute. Two more. A popcorn kernel can fly up to three feet during the course of its explosion. Wow. The power. If you want to make popcorn, I suggest stovetop. Get a vegetable oil, three tablespoons, put a couple uh, kernels in there. Once they pop, add in a third of a cup of popcorn, shake it, and then uh, and then return it to the... Just look up the recipe. We'll link below. Last this one. Been, oh, popcorn minute. Last in the 1800s, popcorn was often eaten as a cereal with milk and sugar. I tried that when I was a kid. It's not very good. <laughs> pop, 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 popcorn, popcorn minute. That was the popcorn minute. So back to my jokes about um, the uh, silica studies. <laughs> yes. No, we, we, you derailed that whole we, joke we with did. popcorn minute. We okay. <clears throat> I, I, feel like, I feel like that train has sailed. Okay. <laughs> That's the problem. With the popcorn. Mm, it does. Um, okay. So uh, academic environments. 
uh, and thinking there might be unique trans considerations around the world of research and publishing. Despite the progressive nature of many universities, it must be challenging to transition where your career is often tied to your dead name. Great question, Haley. And um, and I am also around in, in research environments. Yeah. And so what Haley is talking about is um, every researcher, the 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 totality of their accomplishments is their list of publications, their list of scientific peer-reviewed publications. Um, that's assuming it's scientific research. There's also sociology and economics and literature research. The soft but, sciences. I think it's funny that you said literature research, but yeah. There is literature oh, research. Oh, I, I, I know there's people writing opinions on there's, literature. What are they researching? There's <laughs> looking into, I don't know, the socioeconomic implications of Jane Austen's sure. work. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so your papers, uh, and people look you up by your name and there are many people with your last name. I don't care what your last name is. So they're looking you up by your whole name to get a look at your papers and they're reading papers and being like, Oh, I have a question for this author. Who's that author? Your email address is right there. Your name is a big part of your scientific career and it can be tricky for, Women who get married and change their names, but then half your papers are with one name and half are with another. And so in a lot of cases, academics uh, won't some, take the, the married name. Some people like Cat uh, um, Stevens become mm-hmm. Yusef Islam when they convert to Islam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People can change their names mm-hmm. when they change religions. I remember when I was looking at uh, the process of converting to Judaism. A lot of people named Christine or Christopher. They wanted to change their name to huh, something okay. else. Um, and other times they didn't. It wasn't mandatory. But yeah, you, you might change your name. So, Haley, I have such good news for you. I looked it up. What you have to do is be really, really low in the research hierarchy so that you just get initials on the paper and uh, that way it's not really an issue. So you just change your name, but keep the same initials and never advance further in your career than a post-grad. I regret to inform you postdoc, that that's not how it works. Okay. <laughs> you, you don't like <laughs> get to put your full name on a paper because you're fancier or more important. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. The fancier, more important person is first author. Okay. Well, what about the people who just have initials? At the end, you've you've had some initials in papers that yeah. I've seen. Yeah, but a lot of times it'll everyone will be the initials. Like oh, okay. some journals do it. Oh, okay. That way, but um, so oh my gosh, so I have an article here, and there will be a link down below, and it's in Nature. There's a Nature comment that is entitled "Scientific Publishers Expedite Name Changes for Authors: Safety and Equity Concerns Prompt Some Journals and Scientific Societies to Hasten Use of New Names on Transgender Authors' Works." In an effort to expand inclusivity for transgender researchers, some scientific publishers and societies worldwide have adopted policies that will allow rapid and discreet author name changes to be made on digital, collect- digital editions of published works. These include research articles, <coughs> conference papers, books, and book chapters. Some publishers are also extending the name change option to anyone else who might seek it among journal i'm not going to read the whole article but there's these first couple of sentences are important mm-hmm. among journal publishers that have adopted such policies are springer nature which publishes nature 
Nature Journals and the magazine Scientific American, El Sevier, which, print, which publishes The Lancet and Cell, El Sevier, which publishes The Lancet and Cell. I don't know how to pronounce it, so I'll cut out whichever one's mm-hmm. wrong. Wiley, which produces hundreds of journals, and the MR Safety book I wrote. The American Association for the Advancement of Science, which publishes science, and the American Chemical Society, blah, blah, blah. As long as you've got science and nature on board, yeah. everyone else is going to follow. Haley, holy shit, they'll just change the name on everything. Obviously, it will not change the name on papers that have been printed already. Hard copies of books. Um, if there are videos For of those, you are going to have to go into the university library with a Sharpie and mm-hmm. just sort of make some changes yourself. And track down everyone who bought it. Yeah. Hope they didn't gift it to anyone yes. and go to their houses. I, um, um, I, I actually published research in um, creation science journals yeah yeah i don't i wonder if they i i don't know that they're gonna honor that (laughs) they're not as prestigious as the lancet or as forward as as nature as as nature um there there are videos of symposium and talks you gave and also like just the reputation right i mean this will change it on the papers and that's great for people who are just learning about your body of research but people who know tom smith and talk about Tom Smith, and let's have Tom Smith for this colloquium, and uh, invited speaker Tom Smith came last year. We should reach out to him again. Like, it's not going to change it in people's memories necessarily, but I think this is a huge, huge thing. And you still get to keep your work, your reputation, the, the, all that stuff you worked so hard on, and you, your innovative ideas, that's yours, no matter what your name is or was, and that's awesome. I do know there is at least one case of uh, a woman in academia, a trans woman, and I know people considered her work to be less quality than Hmm. when she was male before. Or there were even comments at conferences like, well, her work isn't as good as her brother's, things like that. Oh, really? So, wow. Um, everyone knows you're going to get a, a special dose of a new flavor of sexism when you transition, but uh, maybe taking all of your existing work with you into the world of your new name is going to be helpful. So that was exactly a year ago. That was June or July 2021. There's a link down below to that article, and there is hope. Yeah, there is uh, there is an option. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I hope it doesn't get reversed in this new toxic, horrible world we live in. We have one extra question. Let's go. When, when was when was corn first popped? Was it five thousand years ago? It was actually <laughs> seven thousand years ago. What? Fossil evidence from Peru suggests that corn was popped as early as forty seven hundred BC, and that is from Ancient popcorn unearthed in Peru, Smithsonian, retrieved 1 January 2021 by Joseph Stromberg. If for more information on that topic, you might check, um, ooh, from the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. Mm-hmm. Uh, Panas. <laughs> yeah. I'm published in Panas. Pre-ceramic maize from Peridones and Joaca Prieta, Peru, by A. Groveman, D. Bonavia, D. Deleje, T.D., Piperino. DR, Ariarte, J, Holst, I, and that's on page 109 of that uh, particular... Oh, no, I think that's 
yeah. So Grobman was the the big guy. Grobman, and that Grobman. study, yeah, yeah. You know, Grobman. A, a 1973. We all remember yeah. that paper very of well. Of course. We all know A. Grobman. Are you trying to bring Popcorn Minute back at the end? Popcorn Minute never ended. <laughs> There's no end to Popcorn Minute. <laughs> the rest of our lives are going to be spent in an endless, timeless popcorn period. Hey. Welcome to hell. Hey, Haley. Thanks for those questions. Send us a bunch more. The rest of you listening, if you've got your own questions kicking around in your brain, please send them to us. We're happy to mm-hmm. uh, answer them if they're cool and interesting. Obviously, we're not going to answer the lame ones. Yeah. So, you know, zhuzh it up a little bit. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Yeah. And if you're Alexander Grobman, you know, and you're the former director of research and development at Latin American Northrop, King & Co. Seeds Company... Um, feel free to reach out to discuss popcorn with us. We'd love to hear more about the history of popcorn. And if you have fun popcorn facts, you can always email us at popcorn at genderrebels.com. No, it's actually info at genderrebels.com. There's also questions at genderrebels.com, an extra email address we had to create because we said it wrong in so many episodes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this has been Gender Popcorn <laughs> from the Popcorn <laughs> Rebels. Popcorn Rebels. Thanks for listening, everybody. Right, everybody. Talk to you next time. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this episode and want to help us keep making great content, go to patreon.com slash gender rebels. Please leave a five-star review on iTunes and send your questions to questions at genderrebels.com. Music for the Gender Rebels is by Jasper the Colossal. Link down below or download them on iTunes. For all our episodes, visit genderrebels.com. Gender Rebels is a comeback sync production. All rights reserved. And to all you Gender Rebels out there, keep, keep rebelling! rebelling.